It's always advisable to have the titling of that done properly with an attorney, maybe a transfer on death affidavit, something along those lines. Sitting down with a qualified professional that knows that will align you with the right professionals like an attorney to build that within your estate plan is always advisable. It's time to retire with confidence. Welcome to Unlocking Your Financial Future with financial advisor Ben Schrock. Welcome into another episode of Unlocking Your Financial Future. I am Ben George, joined as always by Ben Schrock, owner and financial advisor at BA Schrock Financial Group, serving the Cleveland and Akron area, their office right there in Wadsworth, and the new office, if you haven't gone by and gotten a chance to see it, make sure you do so. It's a beautiful place and a lot of good reviews so far, just right down the road from the previous office. So if you aren't quite sure, you can find uh, the location and more information online at bashrock-fg.com. And let me welcome in Ben now. And, and Ben, I'm excited because we have uh, another guest this show. We've we've had a few guests so far, but I'm, I'm excited to to welcome in another. Yeah, Colleen LeMasters is a uh, financial advisor here in our office. She's been with us um, probably, what, Colleen, five, six years now? Six years? Six years, six yeah. Six years, yeah. <laughs> so um, been a vital, uh, a crucial piece in our business, and uh, we've loved having her on our team for uh, this period of time. Great. Well, Colleen, welcome in. Good to have you. Uh, excited about having you on the podcast. Have you done any podcasting before? Never. This is my first time. <laughs> okay. Well, you'll be you'll be good. Everybody that's joined joined us has been a natural, and maybe they just take the lead from Ben, who's been doing this now for a year. That you guys are yeah. you're comfortable doing it. So yeah, we're looking forward to having you on. And today we're going to talk about uh, our our main topic is going to be the house and how it fits into the financial plan and retirement plan because everybody you know most people the house is the biggest asset and whether you have one house or multiple houses or thinking about a rental property or trying to decide on interest rates we're going to look at the house from many different angles the most common angles and questions that Ben gets in his office about the house and how it works into the process so let me remind you too you can find everything online at bashrock-fg.com including all of our past episodes are archived right there plus all of Ben's resources that he offers there including the guide to maximizing your social security benefits it's online there as well well, so let's jump in, Ben, and talk about the house a little bit, because I think this is an important conversation for many people, just trying to determine the best strategies to use with their house. And I think it starts with the question of whether you should pay off your mortgage. And I guess right now, particularly because the interest rates are so low, I guess a lot of people are kind of wondering, is it still a good idea to get the house paid off and be debt free there, or to take advantage of these low interest rates and pay it off slowly? Yeah, you know, this is probably one of the most common questions we're getting nowadays uh, with our client base. And it's something to where I guess we're maybe more new in, in, in the sense of, uh, or I guess newer in the sense of um, our, our time in the business and, and how we view debt. And interest rates have been so low for so long. And especially now they're, they're you know, for a traditional 30-year mortgage, they're under 3% for most people. So it, it, money is so cheap to borrow that I don't think that debt is bad debt by any means. And I, I don't think it's a, a great decision to pay off your, your mortgage. But every retiree, everyone that's getting close to retirement, that's always their, maybe usually their number one goal is to pay that thing off. So I don't have a mortgage going into retirement. So trying to get that, that mindset that's been ingrained in them for, you know, 20, 30 plus years that I got to have no mortgage, no mortgage. And then say, you know what, it's not okay. Maybe we, or it is okay. Maybe we refinance that mortgage and get a lower rate and, you know, lower that in that payment off and, see how much money we can save. I think that's the more uh, a smarter money move in that sense. So I don't think it's, you have to pay that thing off at all, really, with uh, the interest rates being as low as they are. It's too cheap to not to borrow, essentially. Yeah. Have you found this conversation to be more common uh, this year in 2020 with everything going on and the, and the rates being so low than maybe it was five or 10 years ago? 
Definitely, and it's something that I you know I practice what I preach in that sense. I've I think refinanced our house. Um, this is our third time, our third go around already. Oh, wow. we, built, we built it in, in 2017, so once a year is what I'm averaging. So um, I'm not afraid to. You know, I, I think it, it, yeah, I take advantage of the the marketplace that we're in, and I'll refinance again if they go lower. I, I don't have any problems doing that. I think it's um, again from a personal standpoint, I think it's a, a smart move um, in terms of managing your money. And really, like you said in the beginning, your house is your biggest asset. So what, let's find a a strategy around that and utilizing that and maybe free up some cash flow. And I think the important thing that there is saying, let's not be lazy with that freed up cash flow. If we're saving a couple hundred bucks a month, what do we do with that? Do we add that to the principal? Do we continue to pay what we've normally been paying? Maybe we knock off five, 10, 15 years off of our, our payment schedule, or do we reinvest that money? What are we doing with that other than you know going out and spending it? So it is something to where you got to take a disciplined approach like everything and build that plan out. And that's something that will help our, our clients with and align them with a, a good mortgage broker, a, a independent broker that can kind of shop the rates out and, and have their best interests in mind. Makes sense. So, you know, part of that conversation too is whether or not to downsize because, you know, downsizing gives a lot of people the opportunity to maybe pay off their house uh, faster, get it all paid off right away. Or some people just don't want to take care of as much house. I mean, quite frankly, the kids maybe have moved out and you don't have as much need for four or five bedrooms or whatever it is. And you just don't want to clean as much. So you decide to downsize. But where do y'all stand on that? Is it, is it a wise idea to downsize in retirement? I think it is. A lot of our clients we're seeing today, you know, they just, like you just said, Ben, they don't want that five bedroom home anymore. They might want like a two bedroom condo here in Ohio and maybe something down south, you know, on the beach or at the beach, essentially. I mean, that's what we're really seeing a lot of our clients doing at this point in time. Yeah. And I, I would add to that too. It's something where, especially in our market in the real estate, I'm, and I'm sure it's across the country, it's a really hot market. And with that baby boomer generation, like Colleen said, going from that five bedroom house, maybe down to a condo or townhouse or a ranch for that matter, we're starting to see those fly off the market even faster than, than ever before. Cause there's a mad rush of clients that are downsizing and, and people in that generation that are downsizing um, as they get into retirement. So, um, you know, when you see an opportunity, I'd say jump on it right away. And then again, it goes back into that last question. You know, do we pay cash for it or do we finance that? So again, we can weigh out those pros and cons with that client and say, you know what, maybe we pay off a, a chunk of it and reinvest some of the proceeds from the sale of your house and then finance the rest of that that mortgage and, and at a 2% or 2.5% rate, you, you're still going to make money in the market or somewhere else uh, that, that'll put you further ahead um, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. And I guess it kind of ties into that first that first question and that first conversation that if you do decide to do this, you want to have a plan for that extra money, right? Like, don't don't just go into a downsize, pay it off, and then not have a plan for how to spend that or use that extra money. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something where we tell our clients all the time that, you know, we're not just here for, you know, investments or your planning. It, it, there's not a, a question, a money question out of, out of um, scope that you can't ask us. So if it's no matter how big or small that question might be, bring it to us. And if it's something that, that we need to get you in and have a conversation with, we'll bring you in. We'll show you, you know, what the, the pros and cons are to financing versus paying everything off. Um, we'll analyze that. You know, Colleen will run good amortization schedules. We have a, a nice computer program that does that for us to look at that and see, you know, what's really going to be the best for our client. Well, you, you both work quite a bit on income planning with your clients. And one, one part of that income plan for a lot of people is rental properties, or at least they consider that as an option for creating income. So what do you think about rental properties? How do you, how do you talk to your clients about this topic? Because there's a lot that goes into this decision. Yeah. I mean, I guess it really, the, I mean, Ben and I always talk about this in the office too, because we do have a lot of clients that come ask us this question on rental income and 
rental properties. And I think you truly have to have the appetite for it because we have seen some people jump into it and, you know, not truly want to be a landlord or not want to get called at, you know, two or 3 a.m. saying that something's wrong at the house or, for example, during this whole COVID, you know, the shutdown when a lot of people lost their jobs and were unemployed, you know, could they have gone so many months without receiving a rent payment from that tenant? So there's a lot of things that go into the rental property piece. And like anything, you don't want to put all your eggs into one basket either. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Colleen. And, and it's just like anything else, Ben. It's like a, you know an investment in the market. The, the real estate market's going to go up. It's going to go down. And like Colleen said, if, if you just become tired of being a landlord and your phone constantly blowing up with some issue at the house and you're always fixing it and the real estate market takes a dive and then you're just wanting to unload that property, you could sell that at a loss. So it's just like the, the golden rule, like we say here in the office, you never want to liquidate when the market's down. So um, same thing applies there. You just got to think about it a little bit differently because it's not it doesn't have a market price. Price. I mean, it does, but it's not something that's published, you know, on your uh, website or mm-hmm. on your your client portal. It's something that you have to get appraised and sell. It's it's essentially worth what someone's willing to pay for it. So um, it, it is. It, it can be a sensitive topic, and people can be attached to certain things like that when you get real estate involved. But I do think it is a good investment, like Colleen mentioned, if you have that appetite for it. Yeah, okay. and the cash. Yeah, I would also say Ben to the cash flow that you get on a on you know real estate's obviously more advantageous than like a cash flow or dividend that you'd get in the stock market but also comes with a risk so that's where sometimes it's you know seeing does it make sense in their plan and you know does that person truly want to be that landlord at that point in time for those people that you said you've worked with that had decided okay i want to try this out then pretty quickly realized you know i don't really want to do everything that's involved in being a landlord how much can this set you back i mean is this something where maybe you could exit and be okay or is this a position where you might be in a pretty bad shape if you quickly decide hey this isn't what i want to do you could be in bad shape if you're not really if you haven't educated yourself on that and maybe you overpay for something and the market swings again the the market piece of it you can't control obviously so um, it's cyclical just like everything else it's going to go up and go down but um, you know unloading that property if it becomes too much or um, you can oftentimes hire a property management company where they'll take a, a portion of the proceeds of the rent as income to them to manage the property which obviously is going to eat into your uh, return on that investment so I would say let you know if, if it were me advising my client, I'd say, let's just hire a company for a few years. Um, they can manage it. If you break even for a couple of years, pay down that note, that, that mortgage, and then unload that with a little bit of gain here, then we wash our hands of it. So I, not something I would just say, get rid of it right away. Just take okay. the, all the work off your plate or as much of that off your plate as possible before we can unload that at a break even or a little bit of a profit. Okay. Uh, the last kind of angle we want to take on the house is how it fits into your estate plan. And you know, a lot of people like to pass along property or you know, hand their house down to uh, keep a house in the family and pass it down to their children, whatever it is. But what complications, if any, have you have you two seen with handling real estate inside that estate and legacy plan? Yeah, we've seen plenty. I mean, yeah. it's it's uh, a lot Ooh, of a lot of yeah. stories in there, and, and it can get pretty nasty. Now, again, I think real estate's a great tool to, to pass on, and it, it is something that you can uh, inherit or pass on at death at a stepped up cost basis, similar to a stock. Um, however, there are issues where I've seen properties that have been gifted um, many generations where they keep that original cost basis. And then when the, the grandchild or great, great grandchild that, that inherited it is now an adult um, or, or who's been gifted it, I'm sorry, goes to sell it, they're going to have to pay a huge capital gains on that because the, the basis was on the original um, you know, purchase maybe 
50, 60 years ago, 100 years ago, whenever grandma and grandpa bought that house. So it can become a little bit of a problem. Um, it's always advisable to have the titling of that done properly with an attorney, maybe a transfer on death affidavit, something along those lines, so that bypasses probate and there's no issues upon your passing. But again, little you know ins and outs of, the, of that business where sitting down with a, a qualified professional that knows that will align you with the right professionals, like an attorney to build that within your estate plan is always advisable. Okay. Well, these are you know, some of the, just some of the common questions that you hear when you talk about house house and real estate and retirement planning and kind of how it fits in, how that piece of the puzzle works. But if you want to discuss your situation, look at uh, whether or not rental properties work for you, whether or not you should re- refinance, how that would work out long-term for you, or whatever you have uh, on your mind about real estate or properties, please reach out to Ben and his team, Ben and Colleen, both over at B.A. Schrock Financial Group. You can find them online again, bashrock-fg.com. Or you can call the office at 330-473-1060. We got one mailbag question that ties into this conversation really well. So I wanted to ask it to you both before we close out the show. And it comes in from Dylan. My husband and I always argue because I want to redo our kitchen, but he says we need to save more for retirement. We already save a lot. So how much is enough? Yeah, I mean, how much is enough? (laughs) (laughs) Magic question. That's what we get all, you know, every day. Sometimes you hear the people that say, you know, I don't have a million saved. I can't retire. And honestly, it's all about what they want to live off of in retirement. You know, if they need $5,000 a month, you know, how do we get them there? And then, you know, between Social Security and in this example, you know, maybe Dylan, we'd look at maybe a home equity line of credit to do the kitchen and because interest rates are so low and pay that off with the interest that we earn on your guys' portfolio in retirement to help pay that thing off maybe in five years. So, because the kitchen's going to be probably one of your most expensive renovations. I know I just lived through one. So, yeah, <laughs> personally, it's, it's my most expensive. She's speaking from experience <laughs> on that one. So, <laughs> Yeah, it could be. I mean, I, it could be a big decision for a lot of people. I mean, it is. It is a. It is an investment mm-hmm. in a lot of cases, but there is a lot of things you have to weigh and consider. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'd echo what Colleen said. It's something where you don't know how much is enough until you actually uh, sit down with someone and, and crunch the numbers and see, um, you know, what is that right dollar amount? How much income can you generate off of certain investments? So, kind of doing the, that work and sitting down with a financial advisor, they can always help you figure that out. And then, you know, I, I won't get in the middle of a wife and and a husband arguing about a kitchen, but uh, I'll step back from that and just say, okay, we can crunch the numbers and figure the, the right answer out and you guys can decide on the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, you can come to uh, some kind of solution, right? That works for best for both parties, right? Some kind of compromise that can Absolutely. get them there, right? Okay. So th- Dylan, thanks for that question. Um, definitely want to sit down and, and look at where you're at, where you stand and, and kind of where you project forward and figure out whether or not you can afford to do it right now or, or how can you afford to do it? There are options to make it happen. So you both can be happy with uh, with your future and kind of where you're headed, but you definitely want to enjoy your house. And that's kind of why we're talking about this today on the podcast. It's such a big part of our lives and it's our home and we want to discuss it and, and figure out how it works within our retirement plan. So a good conversation, Colleen. Great to have you on the show today. Look forward to having you on uh, future shows. Thanks for having me. <laughs> ben, good to talk to you again as well. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever it is you listen to Unlocking Your financial future. And we'll talk to you again on the next episode.
Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc. and A.E. Wealth Management, LLC. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management and A.E. Wealth Management are not affiliated companies. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. BA Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. It is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation.